Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready for a totally different conversation? What do horses know that we have never considered before? Are you willing to find out? Welcome to Horses Talk We Listen, where we explore a different kind of partnership between horses and people. Brought to you by the worldwide facilitators of Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider. Hello and welcome to Horses Talk We Listen, your blog talk radio show with the certified facilitators and and enthusiasts of Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider, and I'm your host today, Amanda Holland, and I have two amazing guests with me today. So our topic for the show today is, can you change bad hair day with your horse? So I don't know if anyone can relate with this, but there's days when you go out, you think you're going to have a great day with your horse, and things just aren't working you just you can't get the horse to behave maybe you can't even catch a horse who knows or maybe you just feel like no matter what you do with horses in general you can't quite seem to click or have that magical connection that you see in the movies um so i have these amazing facilitators with me arlene schmidek and kathy jewell who are sisters from canada who have been riding horses uh probably since they could walk and they have done everything. They've done uh, riding quarter horses, thoroughbreds, gymkhanas, trips, racing, western pleasure competitions, rodeos. They've done it all. Um, and so I think we're going to have a really great day today talking about, or hour I should say, talking about uh, what's possible with changing the bad head, hair day with your horse. So welcome, Arlene, and welcome, Kathy. Hello. Thank you. It's great Hi. to be here. Can Yay. you hear me? I yeah. can. Oh, excellent, excellent. So, awesome. We've got we we're having, having a couple. Oh, you're very welcome. And and um, exciting. Simone Padua has just come on the line too. I'm just going to put her live on the line. So she's here to uh, co-host with me today and ask you lots of questions. So Simone, hello. 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 Hey, Hey, Simone. Hi. So this is cool because um, Simone kind of has a bit of an advantage over me because she's had Arlene and Kathy on her radio show (laughs) before. (laughs) And we had fun. Yes, we did. Awesome. So, Simone, I've introduced uh, the topic and the gal for today. So, why don't we just jump on in? Um, Kathy, maybe you can start with giving us a little bit of background about you. Okay, thank you. Um, so I didn't start riding. I didn't, you know, grew up in a town, didn't even know horses existed until um, my mom wanted to start riding again. She had been quite the cowgirl in her prime and used to do pack trips and everything through the Rocky Mountains and uh she wanted to start riding again and uh so when she went on her sort of first ride borrowed somebody's horse and put me on I went oh my god <laughs> this is like a whole other world being on top of a horse and I think that's when I fell in love with horses um, just hadn't mm. been exposed to it before. Didn't even, you know, they weren't part of my world. So this was a whole new world that I was stepping into. And throughout the years, you know, uh, anything that I could do with a horse I wanted to do, whether it was, you know, just taking a trail ride out, out in the back 40, you know, going on a trail ride in the Rocky Mountains or competing on an amateur level, a professional level, you know, in rodeo, gymkhana, flat races, anything. So um, for me, horses, um, probably when I learned how much I relied on, how much they were really part of my world was when I lost two kids. And um, losing a child can be 
stressful. Um, you, you, I, for myself, I went inward and I didn't want to talk to anybody and cause no, I didn't think anybody understood, but I could go out to the barn and talk with my horses and mm. horses got me through all of the pain and the sorrow and brought me through to the other side. And, uh, so when I sort of, uh, sold my last horse and, you know, uh, a couple of years ago, um, I didn't think I'd come back to horses, yet here I am. Um, I don't have a horse right now, but my love of horses um, has grown even more because now I have the tools to even understand them more and allow us to have more of a communication. So, you know, some of the clinics that we offer give you the same tools, and you don't need to own a horse. Uh, you don't even need to uh, be able to ride a horse. Uh, just having that one-on-one communication with horses can give you so much greater in your life than you have right now. So that's me. That's, yay. Well, that's, like, <laughs> that's so interesting, Kathy, because a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't consider that a connection with a horse is something you can have if you're not a rider. And mm. it's so interesting that coming from both of your backgrounds where you've done a lot of a lot of that in the past, that your connection with horses is not about whether you're doing all these things with them. That's a totally uh, different kind of uh, approach, which I, I'm, I'm looking forward to exploring some more. Um, Arlene, I'd just love to get a little bit of a background story from you too. Well, I... Um... Being, being the youngest, so Kathy and I are sisters, um, and I actually, so when the horses came into, or our mom introduced the horses back into our, or into our life, um, it was interesting because my dad was actually kind of, he had been, uh, you know, hurt, at, hurt with horses, so he wasn't so eager to begin with, um, and through the years, it was interesting because he always supported us a hundred percent. Like she always supported us a hundred percent. But his support was in a different way. She would jump on the horses with us and, you know, help us, you know, we would, you know, train horses that all that sort of thing. And where our dad would support us by driving us down the road. And he became the actual announcer at all the events. So he would have, he would announce the rodeos, he would announce the gym cannons, he would tee up the music. Like he literally was the event organizer and promoter in that. And so he contributed in a different way. And it's funny, I hadn't thought about that in years. So thanks for that kind of just tweet just when we brought that up. But I started, I jumped up. I, my first introduction was, I, I don't know, it was, probably, it was before three, because I started to ride when I was three years old. And I started to uh, um, start to enter and compete just shortly after that. Um, I think I won my first, you know, trophy, as they would call it in the world of Jim Cannon, that. Um, when I was about just about four years old and for me it was never about no matter how much I competed it had nothing for years and years and years had nothing to do with competing for me it was literally I could not wait to jump on the horse I could not wait to go when we first started Kathy said we lived in a town and we lived in a town for several years before our parents had moved us uh, somewhere else where then we ended up, we um, went and moved on a farm and we had 160 acres. So I laughed when Kathy said the back 40, because the back 40 meant with, to us in lingo was you jumped on your horse and you got the furthest away from the house means the back 40 acres. <laughs> so, so everybody's aware what the back 40 meant. <laughs> but so I, when we got to the, you know, farm and we had a ranch and we had way so many different types of animals, including horses, we had cat, cattle and dogs and cats and you name it, chickens and all that. Um, for me, it was always the love of just, I couldn't wait to get home from school to just go out, get on my horse and just go for a long ride, go through the pastures or um, like, you know, practice running around the barrels or doing any of the thing like, uh, like any kind of, you know, kind of practicing, like how, how good could it mean the horse be with, you know, it was us together. So it was us together doing the barrows. It was us together doing the poles. And it had nothing to do with nobody else. Um, and it just so happened, I didn't know that that was communion back then. 
and it was about me and the horse and how, like, how we could uh, excel, but not against somebody else until I got further into the competition world. And um, I, you know, one of the tools of active consciousness is like, who does that belong to? Like all these, you know, conversations in your head, you know, 99% or more aren't yours. And I started to realize I was having a lot of competition conversations in my head that actually Mm -hmm. disconnected me from my course. And that actually changed the trip, you know, where I got to the point where it wasn't fun anymore. I wasn't having fun going to, you know, four competitions in a weekend um, because I didn't know at the time, which I now realize now and I'm aware of now, um, was I had actually disconnected that communion I actually had with my horses. So, right. So that's kind of where the bad hair days kind of start. <laughs> So true. So true. <laughs> so, um, Simone, do you have some uh, well, questions? I'm just thinking of, like, you know, the times that I'd go out to ride my horse and, you know, maybe I was having a crappy day. And 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 I went to a, an all-girls school where, where we had a riding stable. So the, the riding was very much a part of your everyday life. You were up at 6.45 in the morning and cleaning your stall, and uh, and then you went to school after that, after you'd fed your horse and watered them and stuff and changed their blanket. And and then after school, you'd come out and you would, you know, you'd jump on your horse and, and do your thing. But um, sometimes, some days, you know, if you'd had a, a rough day at school or whatever, it then became a rough day for you and your horse. <laughs> yeah. So... Um, and I know when you were talking about competition and stuff, Kathy, it, 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 it's um, bringing up like all the memories of like the, the places where I started to shut down things. Um, so what are sort of some of the things that, that people can do? Like if they are having a bad hair day, do they just like not go to the barn? Like what, what, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> I love, you know, I love that because I was thinking, it's interesting how you forget about stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. Right when you said about how you started your school with, um, we never didn't start our day that way. I mean, we always were out at the barns. That was, you know, other people would call it, I guess we lots of times we may have called them chores, but it was just part of going out, you know, feeding the animals, making sure all the animals, whether they're in the uh, pasture or not, like, we would mm-hmm. usually start our mornings that way. Where the bad hair day came was when we would get, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, the horses would actually um, escape <laughs> out of the pasture, and we yep. would have to go driving down the roads trying to find them. And so what ends up, my perspective, and then I'll switch it over to Kathy or whatever, with the bad hair day, it's like when you kind of get up off the, you know, maybe in the wrong side of the bed, and it just seems no matter, like, you all this energy within you is just like nothing is going right. You don't leave that energy of nothing's going right or the state, you know, the hair is out of place, blah, blah. You don't leave that like in the, you know, in the house, you actually, wherever you go, there it is. My father, our father used to always say, wherever you are, there you are sort of thing. (laughs) Meaning you take all of your crap with you. So that is an energetic vibration that, not only horses, but all animals pick up and their animals, horses are telepathic and they, when you come with that energy of a bad hair day, they pick it up, not necessarily even, it's like as if they're, they feel like they're having a bad hair day. So you jump on the horse and everything ends up going exactly (laughs) the energetic way you're feeling. So it's that sure enough philosophy, right? It's like, you you think you're going to have a bad day. Sure enough, you're going to have a bad day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you and you continuously then just out. So just think of you know, and if you're not even around horses, right? So you know, yeah. as Arlene said, you you get up and you know immediately the drive to work or to school or wherever you're going, and somebody cuts you off, and that's yeah. the start of the the stress of the day. And yeah. then, you know, you get to work and you spill your coffee or you spill your uh, <laughs> soda drink, you know, all over the counter. Oh, another one that you get to chalk up. So 
basically what you're doing is you're collecting all of these IOUs from everybody else around you, right? <laughs> and then you're just, you, you know, you have all these IOUs in your bank. And then, of course, you know, it, all it takes is one person to come in and, you know, it's the last IOU that you want to collect and they get all of those IOUs <laughs> back at them. So what's really cool, you know, um, is is that we do that also not with other people, but we do it with our animals too, whether, you know, it's definitely with horses, but we also do it with cats and our dogs and any mm-hmm. other animal kids. that we have, kids. kids. <laughs> yeah, you know, so uh, how, do you, how do you change that? And I think that, you know, realizing that, what's really cool and as Arlene said horses are telepathic so when you do go and spend time with a horse whether you own that horse or not just lucky that you maybe you have a stable down the road or you know there's a rescue center somewhere close by you can go and visit animals horses and just having you can gauge your emotions based on how the horse is reacting to you so how do you change a bad hair day being able to see what that, ha- wh- how your emotions are all over the place, and the horses just project that right back at you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how that actually emotion is really—it's just energy, right? So, yeah. if you want to kind of back up the telepathic card, it's like horses are psychic, and they talk in the and they actually perceive no, and they actually are in the energy of the language of energy. And so I don't know about you, but like most of us, when we meet somebody energetically, we've actually have kind of have a whole, we've downloaded a whole idea of who the person is before they've even opened their mouth. So a lot mm-hmm. of people will say when they're working with their, or being with their animals, like, but I didn't, you know, I'm not saying nothing, you know, I'm not saying <laughs> anything wrong. Like, why is the horse not kind to me? Or why is this horse upset? That's not your words. Your words are not what the animal hears. It's not what the horse hears. It's your body language, the energy. Like, what are the thoughts you have in your head? What are you projecting out at the animal? What are you projecting? And so it's not about the words. It's because horses don't respond to words. It's they literally respond to the energy and the pictures that you're actually sending with the words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's a totally... Um, like there's a lot of subtlety in there. It's like you can't get away with anything, you know. It's like you can pretend you're you've got it all together, but if you hang out with a horse and they're telling you otherwise, <laughs> you kind of have to drop that pretense a little and see what's really going on. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so interesting. Um, and I'd love to talk about. I'm just going to take us to a little bit of a break, but when we get back, I would love to go through some of your um, tools um, for people to actually start changing some of this. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes with Horses Talk. We listen with our guests, Kathy and Arlene. What if the world doesn't function the way we've been told? What if we truly can bend the laws of physical reality? What if we can end limitation? What if weird were the coolest thing you could be? And what if it's time for a totally different reality? Are you ready to create it? Are you ready to dream as big as you dare? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything in my life changed for me. This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Gandhi, Galileo, and Aristotle all knew to be true. It's not about the answer. It's about being the question, always. It's about truly being you, whatever that looks like, and changing this world. Is now the time? Start by signing up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. That's beingyouclass.com. What if you are the gift and the change this world requires? Beingyouclass.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The BARS is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life 
that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a boys class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video and audio downloads, online classes, and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. Welcome back to Horses Talk. We listen, and today we're talking about having a bad hair day with your horse, and we have uh, our beautiful guests, Arlene and Kathy, who are, are just about to start telling us some tools that you can use to start changing uh, start changing bad hair days with your horse. Now, first of all, I just wanted to read out this little quote that I have um, from, I believe it was from Kathy's profile she says here horses are non-judgment and are like instant mirrors for humans so they sense a person's emotions intentions and thoughts that we humans convey subconsciously through our body language and working with horses and observing their responses you can learn how to communicate more effectively manage your emotions and face your fears so that's quite a that's a quite a few doors for conversations we can open with that <laughs> but yeah. I thought we could start with like so if you if you're if you're um and especially I guess coming from my background where I haven't had an extensive experience with horses and more often than not I'll get with a horse and I'll be like oh I don't know how do I need to behave with this horse like what you know what do I do so what would be your like top tools for um you know, giving people how to how to create that connection or how to get out of that bad hair day. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I think for for me, just you know, I think probably the the first and foremost is a horse is like a mirror to you. So if you're, you know, um, feeling that anxiousness, that you know, some fear and whatnot. Um, they're going to be able to feel that also. So, you know, one of the things that I used to always do when I went out riding by myself was, you know, walk into the barn and just settle in the barn before I even got in, got close to the horse and just allow all of the day's worries and stress, you know, just fade away and just be in the barn. You know, lots of people don't do that. You know, you, if you're getting ready to do something, you're excited and you want to get things done and it's like getting into the car and your energy's all up and you go to an event and your energy's up. Whereas with horses, you don't have, you don't have to get up to do anything. You can just be with the horse. So I used to always just go to the barn and just be in the barn. And maybe just even five minutes allowed myself to just quiet down and just be. And that's a skill that we just don't often use in our everyday life because we're always on the go, go, go. You know, they talk about being on the treadmill of life. That's what we're programmed to do. That's so funny that you say that because 
I remember, like, because it was sort of a bunch of us girls at the same barn, I always used to get made fun of because I used to take so long grooming my horse. <laughs> <laughs> and and just hearing you say that, that's totally what I was doing. Is It's just because we did rush. That's I did have the Saturday. Whereas if I just spent time with her, it, like, both of us just sort of eased into it. Yeah, so well, the, that's the easiest thing to do. And it's so easy, you don't even realize you're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And I think that when um, w- when you think about that, that can any person can do that, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what skill level. So if, if, you know, somebody's listening or somebody's thinking of working or going to be with a horse, the first thing is, is that there's a reason the horse is popping for you anyway. So if you're driving down a road and, you constantly are the one that goes, hey, look, at there's some horses or, you know, you're going through a town and you see some, you know, some, there's a parade and you're like, hey, there's horses. <laughs> there's something that the horses are calling you. And this is a conversation a lot of us in Axis have been having a lot lately is the horses are actually calling us and they're actually talking very loudly. Now, of course, they're not talking, but energetically, they're actually pulling us towards them. So what con- the first what one of the things the tools is that we ask is we always saying we can ask questions, you know, like what can the horse con- con- what is the core horses wanting to contribute to me? What can I contribute to the horses? That in itself makes you start to look at wow, you mean I could contribute some to horses, but I don't know how to ride. Just <laughs> you going and being in the stable, and just be maybe you're standing outside the stable or outside one of the and you just sitting being in that place that Kathy was talking about that space there is a contribution of your being that that horse will receive and when you're Mm -hmm. in that space you can actually receive also from the horse so if you never decide to ever want to get up and go for a ride on a horse just even walking and being around horses can be a contribution not to not only to you but also to the horse and i guess that when kelly and i talk about like there's so many tools you can use but sometimes we forget that the simplest thing to remember is you are unique in just who you be and you as that being contribute so much in the world and how much more can you contribute to you know the horses if that's what's pulling you in So uh, this is so fascinating because really we're talking here about if you're willing to realize that you're a gift to the horses just by showing up and being like, hi, and, and being present and not go into those emotions or those fears or not buying into like maybe you having a head trip because you're trying to figure something out because you've had a bad day or whatever. If you really just let that drop and come back to being being present and there's there's no sort of need there's no judgment in your universe that that starts to create that connection where you can actually receive more from the horse and and on the other side too like you're saying you know horses are actually like asking something or asking for a contribution so I wonder too if if you are someone who owns a horse or rides a horse or has, you know, has an ongoing relationship with a particular horse and you're having, and you're experiencing these sort of bad hair days or you've got things coming up with your horse and you don't really know what's going on. Is there something that your horse is actually asking of you or, or wanting you to, to look at? So if in the situation like that, um, Arlene, what would you suggest would be a first step to kind of reigniting a good relationship with your horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, no matter, you know, like Kathy was saying earlier, horses are mirrors. And so whatever's going on in your world. So if you're like aware of what the animal is, is knowing what the animal's doing, necessarily um, not projecting that it's the animal and maybe taking the ownership that this, this, this is something the horse is showing me right? So taking it back to me. And so when I see whatever bad hair day that is, and I assume if I take like, kind of um, get, if I step back and say, okay, this is about me, it's not about the horse, 
Then there's a two tools that we actually, they're very simple. One is, is you can literally ask yourself, like, who does this belong to? Like, who does all this stuff that's going on about the hair, bad hair day even belong to? Because we are just like the horse. We are psychic and we're energetic uh, sponges. We have our psychic antenna up and we pick up all this stuff from other people and we take it on as if we're, we're, um, it's ours. One thing I know for sure about people that tend to hang out with a lot of horses, um, they tend to be healers. So we pick up a lot of people's stuff. So we have a tool in Access that you can literally say, truth, is it even mine? And if it doesn't feel like you're, it's yours, we'll just say, okay, can we just like send that back? you know, to where, where it came from, you know, and there's something energetic that actually just allows that just to dissipate and leave, like, leave it. Now, if it is yours, it could be where we could actually just destroy and uncreate. Another tool and axis we use is where we can destroy and uncreate all the projections I have about this, all the conclusions, all the judgments and uh, rejections and expectations. That's a great thing to do whether you're working with a, with a horse or right first thing in the morning, just literally destroy and uncreate everything that, you know, your relationship you have to yourself, your relationship you have to your horse um, each and every day. And you could, could be just simply everything that my relationship was with my horse yesterday or the moment I drove up to the stables, can we just destroy and uncreate it all? And then you can also use the access clearing statement which, you know, if you want to know more, you can go to clearingstatement.com, but it's where we literally clear that energy by saying everything that is times a gazillion can be destroyed and created. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, online, shorts, boys and beyond. Now that's a big mouthful, we know. <laughs> <laughs> and yet it is, a, it is a, great, a great tool because what it does is it's basically like, um, it's like wiping the slate clean every every day like if you're willing to destroy and uncreate your relationship with your horse or your relationship with your I was just thinking like your relationship with yourself in regards to the horses because a lot of the time it's you know we'll judge ourselves for what we are able to do or not do or um or create with another being whether that be a person or an animal or you know so, yeah, to actually just give yourself a clean slate every day and be like, okay, it's a new adventure. I have no idea that that sort of – it has a really great sense of space, you know, where you have a lot more choices and it's not like, oh, here we go. I just have this constant problem with this horse. Like every time I try to do this, it's this. so it gets you out of that cycle. Very Well, and, and that is so true because as humans, we are – the worst friend to ourselves. We can beat ourselves up more than anybody else can. It's all that self-talk that we have going on about what we're capable of doing and what we're not. So when you're with horses, just know that that they have no judgment about you. You're just an energetic being that they want to contribute to or you know, maybe see a contribution coming from you to them. So they have no judgment about that. So that's the cool part of when you start working with horses is that, you know, all that chatter and that self-talk that goes on, knowing that it's you that is doing that to you, they just mirror that out to you. So uh, that's the cool part about working with horses is, is you can get rid of that chatter. And as you said, using the clearing statement and clearing that space so that the chatter isn't constantly there. Um, just like, I have to tell you this story. I know I've already told Amanda this story. <laughs> Speaking of um, chatter, like I, the whole, you know, pulling energy through the earth and through the horse and through you exercise never had really worked for me. And we had Hannah on last week and she's like, just keep trying it. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and so I went to my riding lesson and my instructor said, what do you want to work on? And I said, well, I'd like a better connection with my horse and not thinking that it would be, you know, just same run of the mill stuff. Right. And she said, okay, good. We're going to take away your reins. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> 
what? Um, and it was one of the most amazing experiences because I was still doing the exercise that, you know, Hannah was talking about all the time. And this horse that's usually really forward going and is, you know, very touchy was so relaxed that I thought he was going to go into a coma. Like I'd never mm. seen him like this before. And <laughs> at, at one point she had us doing like obstacles and stuff, just at a walk or a trot and and then she said, okay, now we're going to, you know, you're going to knot your reins. You're not going to touch them at all. And we're going to just do walk, trot, canter. And then we're going to come back to a walk again. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then I probably talked to myself. Um, yeah. And then, uh, so I was like, okay, well, you know, here we go. And, um, and it was crazy because I had to completely let go of control of any kind um, and be completely vulnerable. And that, that space that, that where there's no chatter at all um, that I hadn't really truly experienced since I was a kid. And here I was like, you know, cantering around this arena with this horse with my hands like on my thighs, not touching his face at all. Um, and I, yeah, I, it was like flying. I have never experienced anything like that with a horse ever. So <laughs> Cool story. I, that re, that takes me back to when I started to ride horses, and one of my dad's best friends was uh, a native, and so I went and spent quite a few summers there. And I remember uh, the first summer uh, we had to take they they did trail rides and whatnot. So we took like every morning at about four o'clock, we used to take about a hundred horses out to the grasslands to eat before the day's work and um halfway through the summer the guys came by and we always rode bareback and took the bridle off of my horse and it was like whoa 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 i mean i mean i'm already bareback and now i have no bridle uh like what the heck right and that that feeling of being completely vulnerable completely mm-hmm. open and allowing yourself and it's a control you know as human beings we think yeah. we can control things right yeah. and that's and you know we do a similar sort of thing uh in the clinic that really gives you an idea of how being vulnerable actually gives you great power yeah absolutely Actually, this is a go on, go on, go on. No, I was just going to add on. I was thinking about that both of what you guys shared, and I was thinking about the the you know the whole thing about how horses will have your back if you let them have your back, and 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 it goes to the trust factor of trusting not the horse but trusting yourself. And when Kathy was you know Kathy and Simone were talking about like being able to just jump on a horse and, and we, and we do do this in the clinic is, but being able to go bareback on a horse. And I remember so many times we didn't have a saddle. We didn't have a bridle because we're in the jump on the back and then just start walking with the horse. You know, you're on the bareback, no, nothing. And you're just using the mane to, you know, kind of center you um, and centering your body. And you just have, those are probably some of the best, times because it's when you're so connected but it, and it's when you actually have that trust right when yeah. you know and, and and there's no chatter of like oh my god is the horse going to drop me is there because when <laughs> you start to go into that moment the horse then starts to react because as you yeah. said they're energetic beings they'll pick up the, the picture like you want me to buck you off like really I wasn't <laughs> going to buck you off but you want I'll buck you off if you want me to so and we've seen people who are totally fearful of animals of horses be able to literally work through the chatter work through it using the different tools of clearing and destroying returning to center all these uh, different things and then just connecting to the animal be able to get on a on a horse and be able to ride the horse all within less than an hour's time It really is amazing. And I'm really intrigued too with this conversation that we're having about the 
um, that difference between when you're going into that sort of control freak mode, which is where all the doubts <laughs> and the fears and the, all the ch- mind chatter comes in, and this other sort of, um, I wonder if it could be like a conversation about a different kind of leadership with horses. Because last week with Hannah, we were talking about, you know, horses are herd animals. So they're looking for that who's the leader in this relationship. But it's not not from a place of control. It's more from a place of where you're saying that trust and that open flow of both gifting and receiving. So I would love to talk about that. I'm just going to take us to another short break. And then when we get back, I'm, I would love to explore that a bit more, if that's okay with you guys. Absolutely. Wonderful. So we shall be back shortly. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider is the clinic for horse lovers and everyone who would like more connection with horses. International horse medium and author Gary Douglas has trained facilitators to give this fascinating equine workshop. Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider combines stunning and unique outlooks on communicating with horses to improve the performance of both horse and rider. Included are instructions in applying hands-on techniques. Is your horse having difficulty in not responding to conventional treatment or techniques? This can really give you a different outlook on what else is possible. Both horse and rider being worked on, which has facilitated remarkable change in many areas. Develop a deeper connection with the animal, the ability to talk to and to hear them, and to facilitate a different possibility. You can find a listing of Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider clinics and facilitators on accessconsciousness.com or conscioushorseconsciousrider.com. We would love to come and play with you. Contact us about hosting a clinic in your area. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet? Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift. Hello and welcome back to Horses Talk We Listen with our guests for today, Arlene and Kathy, and we're talking about having a bad head day with your horse. Now, before we went to the break, we just started talking about the difference between being a control freak with your horse and <laughs> actually true leadership. Now, just before we go into that conversation, you, um, Kathy, uh, you and Arlene actually have a class coming up. You're actually running a Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider Clinic uh, in Canada, in British Columbia. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, the, we have an intro to the class on May 5th, and then the two-day class starts. May 6th and 7th, and what's really cool is that we're doing it in the Okanagan, uh, 
which is wine country and uh, mm. beautiful country. It's uh, in Kelowna, and uh, we're having it at um, a second chance home for horses um, a rescue facility. And uh, we talked earlier about the horses calling us. And they have definitely been calling everybody to come help contribute to them. Um, And it's going to be absolutely amazing to see uh, what we can be a contribution to them, but what kind of contribution can they be to us? So if you want more information, uh, you can go to the Conscious Horse, Conscious Conscious Rider, Conscious Horse website.com or access shift a c c e s s a shift dot com and uh well there's more information there for you wonderful so uh i recommend if you're i mean i was in canada i wish i was in canada coming to check that out <laughs> um but if you are or if you'd love a, a love a bit of a trip to canada and a totally different kind of experience i'd say check these guys out and get that class and play with these obviously very amazing horses and amazing facilitators and I have no doubt there's going to be some real magic created there um so this this conversation about uh actually being a leader uh, rather than being a control freak (laughs) 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 with a horse and what what being with a horse can show you about that Arlene what's your um what would be your insight on that one well I think um can you hear me I thought I I yeah yeah, oh, cool. Um, I think that what I, what I was thinking about when you bring up leadership is I think about how many times we think we're not a leader, right? Mm-hmm. And so how many projections we're actually putting on the horse before we actually even think about what we can really do with the animal. And so when I look at leadership with the animal, it's actually being in communion with the animal and what can we create? Like what can we create together? So it all depends on what you want to do. Maybe you want to create an amazing um, you know, go on amazing, you know, trail ride or, and have a really enjoyable, like you have an opportunity to go with, you know, somebody says, hey, you want to come with us? We have horses and we're going to go out for, you know, an hour trail ride. And think about what, from a leadership, my point of view about leadership is like, how are, like, what am I looking forward to? What can I create regarding that? Meaning is like, how can I, can how can me and the horse, contribute to each other how can the land that we're walking on the people that we're being with the nature that we're being in how can that contribute so you're actually when I we talk about leadership it's really about creation you know like what can we create together and versus going from I don't like to always say like the negative side of things if that makes sense and I don't want to say be a Pollyanna the positive side but what if our thoughts and, and our awareness and our perception are actually what's creating things. How can we fo- work with the animal like and, and lead ourselves to having a great, you know, I'm just about to do a barrel race or go into a competition. We're going to have the best barrel race. And you're actually picturing going around the barrels and, you know, in the smooth um, flow that, you know, you and the horse can be together. So it's, it's setting yourself up for what you want to create you don't want to create which is the bad hair day (laughs) and what's really cool about that too you know Arlene said you know oftentimes we don't think that we're leaders we look around you know the room or look to other people and say well you know that person's a better leader than I am or my boss is a better leader or I could never do that well number one you're always you are the leader of your own life and very much what Arlene said, you know, where are you leading yourself? What what do you want to create with this life that you have? And the cool thing when you're working with horses is is that they give you almost instant uh, messages back on how you are being a leader with, within your own life because they don't judge you. Right? So if you're having a cranky day and the horse is being cranky, that's a really good mirror. You know, yeah, so yeah, <laughs> you know, if you're not getting along with that horse. So it really, I think horses teach us about our, 
leadership skills. You know, what, what, are, what are we the hardest on ourselves? And that becomes really, uh, you become really aware of that when you're around horses. It's like, you know, especially if you look at other people and you go, well, I don't like that about them, but maybe that same thing that you don't like in them is what you're doing too. And horses have the ability to help shine the light on some of that so that you can change it without judgment. Cool. So if you, it's interesting, like I, I know that as a kid I would have these points of view, oh, this horse doesn't like me, you know, or I'd be like, oh, this horse knows I, I don't know what I'm doing. But it, it really was more just there going, okay, that's what you think is happening. That's what you think is happening. But it's not that they're yeah. judging you or they have a problem with you. It's that you are not being a leader and you're not actually seeing the gifts or the capacities that you have. Yeah, and they're just mirroring back exactly what you think of yourself, right? Like you said, mm-hmm. if, oh, the horse doesn't like me, chances are, do you like yourself? You know, yeah. and that, that <laughs> really, that, that's something, that's kind of like that strong talk, that tough talk that we need to give ourselves. And, you know, Kathy and I run, you know, we have several work, have several businesses. We own several businesses, or I think the business owns us. Maybe that's the other way around. <laughs> um, but we have several businesses, and we work with our, our staff all the time and our team and the business. And and so this the stuff we're talking about isn't just with it. Just doesn't say isolated with you and the horse in the stable or out in the pasture. These skills, these tools that we're sharing in the clinic, and that make you it really is about empowering you to know what you already know, but also giving you some tools that you can use every part of your life. Meaning I'm using them in my business. I'm using them with my business, with my team, working with my customers, working with, you know, if I had a boss working with the boss, but it's, it's working in the relationship with family. Yes. Working with family. (laughs) And I work with their family. (laughs) And so the tools aren't isolated and that when you look at it from a leadership perspective, it's like, where are you willing to create your own future? Where are you willing to lead your future and how can horses contribute to that? And that is where being working with an animal, working with a horse, they can literally mirror back the way that you are, how you're treating yourself, how kind you are to you or not. How, you know, how, how you're being perceiving yourself out in the world, because all, you know, and that's where you will see um, when you start to use these tools, you start to see a, such a better communion. But what I love about it, you start to actually get this kindness, the gifts that you are in the world and the gift you are not only to other people around you, but the gift you can be to yourself. Yeah. There really aren't that many, um, you know, a lot of places like particularly, I mean, especially with horses, because a lot of that, a lot of that field where people work with horses is very much based on the judgment and the power over and the control with, and it's not as much receiving from horses or learning about yourself with horses. Um, so, and also, and, and being in an arena where there is no judgment, where you really are. Uh, invited to actually explore every the good, bad, and the ugly, and like sort of get beyond all of that into this place of of total non-judgment and seeing the the gift that you are, and um, and that is like truly a gift. And and doing that with horses is like we're saying, like they're great bullcrap detectives, basically. <laughs> so they're not going to. They're not going to kind of like, you know, like a person might be like, yeah, that's okay. Or, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, creating something or like even with doing the energy with them, it's like, you know, people can sort of pretend, but with horses, they're like, that's working or it's not working. Yeah. And it's, but it's completely without a, without a judgment of you. So it, it, there's a real opportunity for very, very fast change and a connection with, with yourself that allows that connection with the horse to then to then expand and like you said with everything else um and it's certainly um been for me the times that I have worked with horses using the access tools 
has given me a dynamic insight into what the horse perceives I am that is so different from what I judge myself to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then to actually use the tools to work towards actually perceiving that, being that in the world, in my life, um, is, is a huge gift. So I definitely recommend uh, if you, if that's something you're interested in, if that's something you'd like to get past or, or, or move, it's like go to a conscious horse conscious rider class because it will change things very, very quickly and with ease and with fun because you get to play yeah. with horses. How does it get any better than that? <laughs> we we have seen incredible dynamic changes in people and in horses in less than two days. And that's yeah. what most of our clinics are is two days. And I think the other quite you know, the question that keeps popping in my head as we're talking uh, all through this is that um, what do you know? Asking yourself, like, what do you know about horses? Right? And, and staying in that question, somebody goes, well, I don't know nothing about horses. Is that true? Right? What do you know about horses that's you, your awareness that you can contribute to the horses themselves, but also contribute to the world? And I love that because we all have some awareness. Maybe you you've had, you may not have had the opportunity to be around a lot of horses to actually have that awareness really come through. But as Kathy said, that's what some of this stuff was doing a two-day clinic or even going to an intro. Like there's a lot of conscious horse, conscious rider, but we have, in, we have two types of facilitators where we have conscious horse classes and also we have the two-day clinic. So we have different variations where if you're not quite sure you want to uh, spend come to a full two days, come to the intro class. Usually it happens the evening before. Um, and it gives you a chance like, oh, okay, like, and it, what's kind of cool about those classes is we'll have people come that have never or haven't been around a horse maybe in, I don't know, many, 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 many years, or they've never been around a horse. And all of a sudden they're like, wow, I knew there was something about horses. And that goes back to what do you know about horses? Cool. That really is, it really is, um, it's just so different, and that's what I love about this. Um, so we've got basically less than a couple of minutes left on the show. So is there any last, any last messages for, for, or invitations or questions, actually, that you'd like to give um, to the listeners out there? Well, I, th- I think, you know, if you're interested, if your awareness and like, Arlene said, ask yourself the question, what do you know about horses or what do you want to know about horses? Come to the intro. Again, it's in Kelowna, uh, May 5th, and that's just the night before, or the two-day clinic is May 6th and 7th, uh, and we're just going to have fun. I mean, there's no pressure, (laughs) no judgment. We're just going to go out and have fun with the horses because that's what they want to contribute to us, and why not? So, you know, we don't have to have a bad horse, uh, bad hair day with a horse. They make it better. <laughs> How does it get better? How does it get better? And the thing I would offer, too, is that there might be people going, well, I don't live, you know, I don't live near in Canada or I don't, it's, I can't make it. Um, check the website, check accessconscious.com and go under the specialty class of Conscious Horse, Conscious Rider. There's, we have classes all over the world, many of, you know, the facilitators. Plus, we also have amazing uh, Facebook groups you can join just type in conscious horse conscious rider the other thing um, I also refer a lot of people to is uh, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here they, there's a book they've written talk to the animals an extraordinary mm-hmm. conversation it's an That's amazing tap into what we do with in this two-day clinic so again, that's talk to the animals, and you can get it on Amazon, or you can get it from the Access Shop, which is at accessconsciousness.com. Fantastic! And that's a great book. I would recommend that to Thank everyone. You. Thank you so much. Thank you, Simone, for being on here and um, Thank being you for having me. Thank yes. you, ladies. And Thank you both. And we'll uh, we'll see. I don't know who's going to be playing with us next week. We'll let you know. (laughs) But take care, everyone, and have a great week.
Thank you for enjoying today's show. We look forward to being with you next time when horses talk and we listen. Oh. <laughs>